0: Hello everyone, and welcome back to Come Follow Me Today, a brief message to help us experience an additional spiritual moment in our otherwise complicated lives. My name is Caleb Sanford, and thank you for joining me as we accept Christ's invitation to follow him today. Well, it's been almost a week since my last episode. Sorry. We'll see if I can do better this week. Most podcasts are actually seeing fewer downloads during the pandemic since less people are commuting to work. So hopefully with the week off, you've been able to catch up on the last few episodes of this show. This weekend, we celebrated Mother's Day. If you forgot to contact one of the important women in your life, don't worry, you still can. They love to hear from us anytime during the year. I called my mission mom today to wish her a happy Mother's Day, and she lovingly chastised me for falling behind in my podcast last week since she's been looking forward to Abinadi. Well, I'm going to dedicate this episode to you, Sister Lindahl, as I strive to catch up for you. Okay, so we are still in the Book of Mosiah, in the Book of Mormon. We've actually gone back in time now from the story of Ammon that we covered in the last couple episodes, and we're now reading the history of Zenith and his people who left the land of Zarahemla around the year 200 BC and settled back in the land of Nephi. Zenith has died, and his son Noah has taken over as king, and we learn that Noah is not really a righteous man. Quote, And he did not walk in the ways of his father. For behold, he did not keep the commandments of God. But he did walk after the desires of his own heart. And he had many wives and concubines. And he did cause his people to commit sin and do that which was abominable in the sight of the Lord. Yea, and they did commit whoredoms in all manner of wickedness, End So King Noah begins to lead his people away from God, turning them into a promiscuous people that doesn't respect women or the law of chastity. As we saw with the people of Jacob earlier in the Book of Mormon, this is kind of the one thing that the Lord can't tolerate. So God sends a prophet, Abinadi, to prophesy the destruction of King Noah's people if they don't repent and change their ways. It's interesting to note how quickly society can degenerate in the space of just one generation. Zenith seemed to be an honorable person and leader, but within years after his son takes over, their society has become wicked. We see this over and over in the Book of Mormon, and to some extent, see it in our own society also. Well, Abinadi is not well received by the people of Noah, and is brought before the king to stand trial, where he proceeds to deliver a powerful sermon to the king and his false priests, including one by the name of Alma. If you haven't watched the new Book of Mormon video segment on Abinadi, I recommend you watch that tonight with your family. It's a great way to visualize this moment in American history. So as the false priests of King Noah begin to question Abinadi, he quickly takes control of the conversation and begins by berating them for being terrible examples for the people. Quote, I say unto you, woe be unto you for perverting the ways of the Lord. For if ye understand these things, ye have not taught them. Therefore, ye have perverted the ways of the Lord. Ye have not applied your hearts to understanding. Therefore, ye have not been wise. Therefore, what teach ye this people? And they said, "We teach the law of Moses." And again he said unto them, "If ye teach the law of Moses, why do ye not keep it? Why do ye set your hearts upon riches? Why do ye commit whoredoms and spend your strength with harlots? Yea, and cause this people to commit sin, that the Lord has caused to send me to prophesy against this people, Yea, even a great evil against this people. Know ye not that I speak the truth? Yea, ye know that I speak the truth and you ought to tremble before God, end quote. This exchange between Abinadi and the priests regarding the law of Moses is pretty interesting to me. As Abinadi starts to reteach the Ten Commandments, the backbone of the law of Moses, it's easy as the reader to kind of just skim over this part of his discourse. We're all familiar with the Ten Commandments. We've heard them a million times. They seem pretty straightforward. And so it's easy to assume that we're not breaking them. But that's exactly the problem that the priests of Noah had. They claimed to be teaching the people the law of Moses, but never really reflected on it to determine if they were actually living what they taught. So for you and me, in order to avoid making the same mistake that the priests of Noah did, it's worth our time to pause and really dig into the Ten Commandments to think through how well we're keeping them. Now, we learn from the scriptures that we now have a higher law, the law of Christ, which doesn't require such strict adherence to the law of Moses, but instead requires a broken heart and a contrite spirit, and only has two great commandments, as Christ teaches in the Bible quote, Thou shalt love the Lord thy God with all thy heart, and with all thy soul, and with all thy mind. This is the first and great commandment. And the second is like unto it Thou shalt love thy neighbor as thyself. End quote. Okay, fine. But let's keep in mind what Christ says next, quote, on these two commandments hang all the law and the prophets, end quote. He also taught, quote, think not that I am come to destroy the law or the prophets. I am not come to destroy, but to fulfill, end quote. In other words, Christ never got rid of the law of Moses. He just showed us how to truly live it. So as Abinadi reteaches us the core of the law of Moses or the Ten Commandments, Are we really living this law? Let's think about it. Quote, Thou shalt have no other god before me. End quote. This seems pretty easy. I imagine most of us aren't going and worshiping pagan gods in our downtime, but are there worldly priorities for us that have become like a god? When we're finished with work and put our kids to bed, what's the one thing we crave? Sports? Video games? Instagram? Cooking? News? Reading books? Books? Do these things take priority of our precious time over our own God? Quote Remember the Sabbath day to keep it holy. We've now been out of church for more than a month due to the coronavirus. Do we feel like we're keeping the Sabbath day holy still? What makes the Sabbath different than any other day? Quote Honor thy father and thy mother. Are we spending enough time with our parents, taking care of them, making sure they feel loved and remembered? are we passing along to our kids the lessons we learned from our parents? Quote, "Thou shalt not kill." Easy enough, but Christ taught us, quote, "that whosoever is angry with his brother shall be in danger of the judgment." Quote, "Thou shalt not commit adultery." Okay, check. But Christ, who fulfilled the law, teaches us, quote, that whosoever looketh on a woman to lust after her hath committed adultery with her already in his heart." End quote. quote, Thou shalt not covet thy neighbor's house, thou shalt not covet thy neighbor's wife, nor anything that is thy neighbor's. This is a particularly hard one for me. I've been pretty successful in my career and have a good job, but because I live in the Bay Area in California, I'll likely never be able to buy a house here. I see many of my friends who are buying great houses all over the country, and I get jealous. I covet what they have. Maybe you covet your neighbor's new iPhone 11 Pro with the three camera lenses, or the fact that your sibling travels all over the world, and you're lucky to travel to another state. So in reality, as I think about these Ten Commandments, they're actually pretty hard to follow, and most of us have a long way to go. I think the point of Christ coming to fulfill the law was to help us to understand that nothing is black and white, and the goal is to become gradually more perfect and like Christ as we strive to love God and love those around us. This is the process of daily repentance, becoming more like our Savior, who didn't have to worry about the law of Moses, but rather just focused on loving God's children. The law of Moses, or the Ten Commandments, give us some pointers on how to do that. Hopefully at some point, our hearts become fully turned to Christ and we keep the commandments effortlessly. But for King Noah and his priests, while they claim to live and teach the law of Moses, Abinadi explains to them that, quote, ye have not applied your hearts to understanding. Therefore, ye have not been wise, end quote. So as we strive to accept Christ's invitation to follow him today, Let's not discount the value of the basic commandments as taught by the prophets all the way back to Moses. The gospel of Jesus Christ is a lifelong journey, and listening to people like Abinadi can provide us with a good litmus test for how well we're progressing. As he told King Noah, quote, I know if ye keep the commandments, ye shall be saved. End quote. President Ezra Taft Benson once said, quote, When obedience ceases to be an irritant and becomes our quest, in that moment, God will endow us with power. End quote. And of course, as Christ's disciples struggled to understand how to best follow their new Savior, he taught them, quote, If ye love me, keep my commandments. End quote. Thank you for joining me today as we reviewed the basics of gospel living as taught for thousands of years by the prophets of our Heavenly Father. Don't forget to hit the share button on your phone and send this episode to someone you think might benefit and I'll see you next time as we finish Abinadai's teachings.